All Things Unexplained is brought to you by Squatching.com. Our show is made possible by listeners like you. Check us out on Venmo at Bigfoot UFO. Here we are. It's episode 100. Hey, CJ. Hey, Smitty. Hey, hey Unexplained Ones. And this is our double-sized special 100th episode, All Bigfoot, All UFOs. Here's Larry. All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. (laughs) C.J. Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. All right, this is Dr. Mounts. This is our 100th double-sized episode. I'm super pleased to be joined by the talented yeah. CJ Derringer and Smitty Naves. How's it going? Hey. Good. Happy Good. to be here. 100 episodes. 100 episodes, not only that, but for this it. special double-sized episode, we have a U.S. Sun exclusive from the author of a breaking uh, UFO article on U.S. Sun. And he's going to be joining us later. I've had a chance to interview him remotely today, live from the airport. So we really appreciate his time in doing that. This is number 100, folks. That's huge. That's big. Let's get right into it. CJ, you got a Bigfoot story for us to lead lead us all. Speaking of big, we'll jump right into Bigfoot. So this is an interesting one, one that I had to go back and watch many times. So in Canada, this guy, Terrence Liano, was out in the woods doing a live demonstration of his throat singing technique. That was a new one for me. I don't know if you guys know much about throat singing. Seemed very um, sort of native and tribal to me. But anyways, as he was doing it, a deer froze by where he was and that caught his attention and live streaming. he. You know, hand his phone over to the deer and said, oh, I think he came looking to see what the sound was. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> that might not have been exactly what he said, but something of that nature. And then scanned it, you know, went back to himself, did a little bit more throat singing, and then back to the deer just to get video of the deer watching him. Didn't think anything of it. And then later, all of these viewers started chiming in saying, you gotta look in the background. Something is happening there. There are two beings of some sort, two creatures in the background. It's not just the deer. And so at yes. first I watched this video on my phone and I had a really hard time seeing. I couldn't quite get an image of what it was. So I decided to pull it up on my computer and freeze, you know, do the freeze frame thing. And I have to admit, it looks like Well, one of them to me almost looks alien in nature, and the other one does look like some sort of Sasquatch Bigfoot looking thing. So, um, should I play the video, CJ? Yes, play the video. All right, let's see what we got here. Or skinwalkers, or Bigfoots, who knows? 
picked up on a live video only a few feet away from a deer and the deer seems completely oblivious to them which makes this even more compelling. A guy on TikTok who goes by the name of Throat Sing King who specializes in throat singing. If you don't know what throat singing is. It's very well. aboriginal stuff. Oh. That's what it reminded me of. And, and there's the deer. You see interacting with his throat singing. And yeah, sure enough, back there, super creepy, right? This Two guy's dark TikTok shapes. Is filled to the brim with these throat singing yep. techniques, but on this particular live stream, he noticed these two eerie figures in the background. He didn't notice them at the time, and when he did, he uploaded this short clip to his account. The goal of this particular throat singing video was to mesmerize the deer and get close to the deer, but Let's it seems he one caught more time, the attention yeah. and instead mesmerized these two creepy figures who seem there to be they are moving around deer, back there. And the deer seems completely oblivious. To totally these two dark, but they presence. appeared upright. The video a little bit blurry and distorted as a result of the live stream. But what did this guy pick up on camera? I was looking for where the sound was coming from, but I stopped and started talking, and I was confused. Yeah, right. So they totally appeared. You, you can't quite see it. When I went back and watched it on my computer, and that was the only thing, and I made it as big as I could, and I paused it, truly, the, the front creature, whatever it is, looks so alien to me. And then behind it, yeah. it does look like some kind of large, furry creature of some sort. But the front one looks very feminine, and the one behind it looks very masculine. And the other thing to consider is that deer didn't move. Whatever it was, the deer didn't seem to notice these other creatures behind it. So, you know, had it been a human, I think that they would have moved. Maybe not. I, I've been obviously very close to deer before, but generally speaking, that's in areas where deer are used to being around people. And this seemed to be out in the woods. Yeah, that didn't look like it would be a domesticated type deer domesticate. No, this I seems to be very food. wild, and it, you get the feeling that whatever is moving up behind the deer is also very wild in nature, like mm -hmm. it's moving stealthily, like it's stalking yeah. this animal. And I tell you it's something, CJ, it's are so different. Yes, I tell you something that impressed me about this video. It's not your typical Bigfoot video where it's just an anonymous thing. Nobody knows when it came out. Nobody knows who made it. But we know this guy. Uh, He's on TikTok and he's known, right? You can find him. We know where it came out. When it came out, we know where he shot it at. You know, we know all these things about it. And it just makes it very believable to me that this is an unexpected capture of something on film by a legitimate person. Yeah. yeah I mean, when you like sent it to me, I was I thought the front one, maybe it was Bigfoot and Alien out on a date, who knows. Well, you know, now that you say that, I mean, how many times have we encountered the theory that perhaps Bigfoots are, are aliens? aliens? Maybe are they're aliens. the ones yeah. driving the UFOs. And that's yeah. true. But, you know. Or they're moving in and out with portals, right? We've heard that theory too. So I thought it was a wild video. CJ, what's your final final take on this, this Bigfoot yeah, video? You know, I, I wanted to be skeptical. I, when you sent it to me, I was still skeptical. I watched it on my phone and was still skeptical. And then when I pulled it up on my computer and watched it again, it, it was unexplained. I couldn't, I 
couldn't say, oh, that's just a person that caught wrong, or maybe that's just a deer at a different angle. It really did not look like either of those. It looked like something entirely different. Just the way, again, just the way that it moved across the screen and how quickly it moved and how effortlessly it moved. It was just very different than anything I had seen before. So I'm going to say not a deer, not a human. Right. <laughs> Whether or not I can conclude that it's a Bigfoot or UFO, I don't know. But. Smitty, is it fair to say, is it fair to say both of you, this is not a hoax, but it is unexplained. It is unexplained, especially like I said, I've been in the woods thousands of times and it's very rare to get that close to a deer in the woods like that. Now, at, at a city park or somewhere like that, it's different. But this, this is a little different situation. That's right. All right, great story. Unexplained is the official synopsis. All right, next up, we've got new UFO news, and this is uh, headline June 9th, 2022 from NASA.gov. NASA has announced that they are going to start studying UFOs themselves. Interestingly, they did not announce we're going to start studying UFOs. We're going to start studying UAPs. They sent out a press release. They did not use the acronym UFO anywhere in the press release. It was all UAP. It made me wonder, did, has NASA, you know, is this them officially adapting the acronym UAP and, you know, kind of making it official scientific vernacular? And by the way, do either of you, because I don't know, I don't remember, do any of you remember where did UAP first get used? I feel like it was the military, was it not? I think so. I can't say for 100% accuracy, but it sounds like it. I can't say. All I know is I had never heard UAP before we started this show back in 2020. That's not to say it wasn't used for a long time before then, but I had never heard it before. Right. Unidentified aerial phenomena, and look how far it's come now. NASA, mm-hmm. like I said, said we're studying these things. They won't even call it UFOs. They're using the term UAP. By the way, there's going to be a pr- approximately nine-month study, and supposedly nine months from now, they are going to release the findings to the public. Complete transparency, right? We're sure they're not going to redact anything at all. <laughs> and get this, they are putting a whopping $100,000 toward the study <laughs> of UAP. So I did a one little, person's salary. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but get this. I did a little math. $100,000 is 0. Zero 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 four percent of NASA's total budget. They have so a, they're wow. taking it seriously. Yeah, right. They have a total budget of tw- approximately that we know of twenty four billion dollars. This one hundred thousand dollars they're throwing at it, which I feel like is just some dude in a basement somewhere. Zero point zero 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 four percent of their total budget. If they want, they could pay me that percentage. That would be just fine. <laughs> take it. <laughs> well, I'd take and, it, and here's what I wonder too, and I, I don't want to spoil anything from our exclusive update tonight from the U.S. Sun. 
and Arthur Chris Eberhardt who joined me this afternoon. But, you know, here we have the government kind of insinuating at the UFO congressional hearing that UAPs are nothing but drones. They kind of insinuated that quite a bit. Well, I don't understand why is NASA suddenly going to study the UAP phenomenon if it's drones? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, and some of the drones, are they, do they have that uh, uh, technology to go as far up in the air as they are? Uh, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I could kind of see why they don't use UFOs and they use UAP now because it says a certain connotation. UFOs. Yes. UAP right. sounds more military, professional, uh, but it, it's weird. Why would you study something that we already know? Basically, almost everything we need to know about drones. <laughs> I mean, we we use drones. We shoot people with drones. We fly drones. So why do well, we study on drones? To be fair, they never said the word drone in their press release. But that's my point. Isn't it a, a contradiction that our officials are telling us, or heavily insinuating these are drones, but NASA says we're going to study the UAP phenomenon? I don't yeah. think it makes any sense. I can't quite figure this one to. out. I don't know what their angle is here. <laughs> Why right. say you're going to study it? Only give $100,000. Why even join the effort? Yes, I'm exactly. going to tell you something. $100,000 in government is not going to get much off the ground at all. No. I don't even know if they'd get my road paved. So <laughs> let's find a QAP. Right. And you know what? It totally smacks as cover story to me that's what it smacks of a cover story mm-hmm. for something else but will we ever know yeah. who knows no not me we won't the three of us won't <laughs> no we, won't. we can always hope <laughs> just get another letter of denial we cannot provide that information it's classified here's your 57 pages of redacted black squares enjoy your reading yeah <laughs> So, June 15th, 2022, more UFO news here from Live Science. This is from Arthur Ben Turner. Headline, China says it may have received signals from aliens. This one just kind of blew my mind. So, you know, yeah, China has this. Let me see if I want to highlight any more of this. So. Scientists have yet to rule out human radio interference as a signal source. So, unfortunately to me, this story had an immediate letdown. Mm -hmm. Right. And by the way, it's my understanding, as is quite typical with China, you know, the government basically controls all information there. Scientific, military, government, the press, all of it. It's pretty much run by the government. And as soon as a scientist had sent this story out, it's my understanding that pretty much it disappeared into the ether. Whoops. Now, to me, that's actually the only thing that makes it valid, right? But they did did include this tagline that, hey, um, we're receiving these strange signals. They're claiming that they're enormous sky-eye telescopes. 
may have picked up trace signals from a distant alien civilization. And, but, let's see, it's a 500 meter aperture spherical radio telescope nicknamed FAST, F-A-S-T, or nicknamed Sky-Eye. It's the largest radio telescope in the world. It was put scanning, put to work scanning deep space radio signals that would indicate extraterrestrial life in 2019. So it's been picking up these radio signals. But man, when you say there's the possibility it could just be human radio signal interference, I'd, I kind of lost a little interest in the story at that point. I know. I do like the name yeah. of it, though, Sky Eye. Does it say who runs this? Who runs it? Who operates Sky Eye? What? It's my understanding it's a combination. I think this is just typical China of Chinese scientists and the government and the military. I just feel like there's no separation of, no pun intended, church and state in China, right? (laughs) They could call this uh, close encounters of the communist kind. Yes. (laughs) No, I, I think it's true. I think if you're a scientist in China, you... You are one and the same with the government, with the military, with with the press. They're unilateral minded. They're just moving toward the same thing. At least they better be, probably. Or they might be in some severe trouble. The scientists might. So, yeah. yeah, it's a startling headline. When I mean, it caught everybody's attention. China says it may have received signals from aliens. And when you read the story, okay, yeah. Man, this is pretty interesting, especially given um, our picking up of unusual radio signals, you know, emanating on um, certain uh, timelines, like every so often, you know, unexplained. These things have been documented. But when we say, hey, this could be human radio interference, then, um, man, I just don't know where we can go with the story. Yeah, that's a story killer for sure. There it goes. There goes all of our faith. Goodbye to that story. So I'm Dr. Mounts. I'm joined tonight by CJ Derringer and Smitty Knees for our 100th double-sized super episode. Please stay tuned. Toward the end of the episode, we have an exclusive story interviewed from the U.S. Sun with author Christopher Ebert of a news story with breaking UFO news. You will not want to miss that. We'll have that near the end of the episode, A an exclusive U.S. Sun interview. So, headline Daily Mail, June 27, 2022. The UFO stuff keeps coming. This is from author Josh Boswell and Chris Sharp. Their exclusive story in the Daily Mail. Title of the article, Their presence alone is a serious national security issue. Dozens of sailors confirm their warships were swarmed by at least 100 otherworldly UFOs as their accounts contradict Navy Chief's effort to dismiss them as drones. Boom. This seems to be a recurring story, a recurring thing. When did you say this one was? This is headline June 27th, so just a few days ago, actually, 2022. And that's a the, new 
Is this a new story? About a new story. They've been story? they've really been rolling out here. And by the way, listener Simon yeah. Stifler chimed in. He can't wait. Thanks, thanks Simon. Let's go. He can't wait he for said. the two hundredth episode. Is that what oh, he means? <laughs> uh, an anonymous Facebook listener said, "Door prizes for listeners." Hmm. Maybe be an anonymous Facebook user. That's pretty cool. I want that. I have no idea. I think that's called the men in black, actually. You know what? We probably do have a hoodie. Y'all want to give away a hoodie tonight? (gasps) We should give away a hoodie. Let's give away a hoodie. So what can we do? Whoever has the best uh, comment, best interaction tonight, best question. I like it. All right. So far, Simon, you're in the lead. Sorry. Anonymous Facebook user. The door prizes for listeners question is in last place right now. Simon Stiffer <laughs> is in first place for an That's unfair. Hoodie. It's the question that prompted the door prices. <laughs> yes. You know who they are, though. Where are we going to send it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So here's the story from the Daily Mail. And, yeah, so look, anonymous user says, anonymous, like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I put they your really, com- they their own name, whoever it yeah. is. Yeah, I put we your it. It just comment. User. Yeah, it says Facebook user. So we, if you want to tell us who you are, you know, we'll we'll roll with that. But here's the breakdown of this Daily <laughs> Mail story. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they want to remain anonymous. They're not. It's, they actually don't want to win the hoodie because we just have no idea who they are. We ain't giving you this hoodie, this this high quality, unexplained hoodie. Oh no! Now we're having fun on the hundredth episode. So it's either the smoking man or somebody in my family. Yeah, this is or what Simon Stifler said. What was the newspaper they used to run on there? On the it X-Files. could also be CJ's brother. <laughs> or I don't Dan. think my brother even knows I do a podcast. It could be Larry. It could be Larry. It could be mine. I don't have any siblings, so I'm the so, only child. Let's see some what? of the things. You're an only child? Nope. I am. I think I do, do, do you want more more Smitties out there running around? Some oh hey. Facebook user said it actually is Smitty. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Welcome to the multiverse. I it's I got you, Willie. I know. It's it's a Smitty variant. Simon Stifler said, Jason is here for our 100th episode. And um, somebody has Coke on now. I have no idea what that means. I don't want to know. <laughs> but let's break down this this um, article in the Daily Mail just a few days ago. So y'all remember the Naval crew had told documentary maker Jeremy Corbell, it's not the last time tonight his name will come up, that U.S. warships were swarmed in 2019 by at least 100 UFOs with unexplainable capabilities. Corbell got these videos released. Okay, we all saw in the UFO congressional hearing how they were kind of dismissed again as drones. But in this, this article, these sailors confirm that Okay, this was not just encounters with a few drones. This was encounters with hundreds of unidentified crafts 
doing things that the laws of physics cannot explain. I know personally, when I get together with my friends, all 100 of us take our drones out over the ocean and see if we can attack a Navy ship. That's just what we do, just for fun. Facebook user said, I'm from the upside down, you behoofs. (laughs) I like the use of the word behoofs. I hadn't heard that one in a while. (laughs) Two things. One is... This is a large amount of people who saw this, and these people are militarily Mm -hmm. trained to recognize things that other people aren't recognizing. Two, who in the world, in their right mind, if this was a private entity, would try to attack a Navy ship? That seems like that would be almost treasonous uh, to a certain extent, or at least an act of war on the ship. So uh, it's gotta be something going on that's a little bit more in-depth than just some nerds decided to take some drones out no offense mounts and go and attack another <laughs> ship right but well also like we're talking about a bunch of i don't care how trained these soldiers are there's still a bunch of young dudes that like to use their guns so even if a private entity flew their drones out there they're gonna shoot at them they're oh, yeah. going to shoot at the drones. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what they're trained to do. Right. And, you know, listener Simon Stifler raises a good point. So with the release of all the new information about UFOs the past couple of years, why would anyone think to use drone, a drone cover story now? So that's actually something we get into in our exclusive interview later in this show. U.S. Um, Sun exclusive with some breaking UFO story that is the military attempting to synonymize the word drone with UAP they took away UFO they inserted the word UAP it's now starting to come out that these military officers when they file these incidents that drone is basically the only thing they can pick they do not have the appropriate <laughs> terminology like, there's no other button to click there's no right imagine a drop like, oh, well imagine a drop feet. down box right? right and so what they're saying is okay we've got craft in the air that are not manned by a human we're going to call that a drone you see what i'm yeah. saying but yeah isn't this a contradiction y'all see cj and smitty tell me what you think you have military official, officials saying these things defy the laws of physics. Okay, now think about that. Defy the laws of physics. And then you have officials at the congressional hearing saying they're drones. Well, and insinuating from other countries. Well, isn't that a contradiction? If they're defying the known laws of physics, doesn't that kind of mean they're not from another country? Yeah. And if they are from another country and they're doing that, then absolutely we must be on the the low level of military intelligence. Right. So it's kind of a slight at the same time to themselves. Yep. Simon Stifler says we have 30 plus years of military air force telling us these things exist and we've been in contact for years now. Cannot disagree with that. All right. 
going back to California for CJ. Yes, ma'am. From our anonymous Facebook user that they're not trained to shoot the drones. You can't even fly a personal aircraft in airspace without being warned over and over and over again that you will be shot down. So I guarantee you that if there were 100 drones that were unaccounted for, that they didn't know what they were, they're not just going to let them fly there. They aren't. That's a threat. They are trained to assess threats and take them out. So I disagree with that comment. I do think that they are trained to take out threats. I agree with you, CJ. And And if they don't think that it's a threat, then they know more than they're letting on. For sure. And, And of course, we get into that with our exclusive near the end of this episode. We get into that a little bit more. So let's hold that thought. We're going back to California for CJ. CJ, you ought to have something to add to this. So headline, CBS 8 knows how to party. San Diego, June 28, 2022. Mysterious lights off San Diego coast light up social media on Monday night. Let's watch a little little clip of a news video from that. Here we go. What exactly were those strange lights seen off the coast by a number of CBS 8 viewers? Yeah, our Jenny Day is looking into it. She's live in the newsroom with what she's found out. Jenny? Yeah, so so far tonight, no reported sightings, but people are still talking about what they saw last night. The UFOs, military flares, whatever they were, remain unconfirmed. Simon, I hope you're seeing this video. I'd like, and Mr. J, I'd love to know what y'all think these are. That's what lifeguards Because there actually was an official explanation released. Camp Pendleton and Naval Air Station North Island both said they had no idea. This was last week. I also made a call to MCAS Miramar and the Coast Guard. We received a lot of calls into our newsroom last night from the South Bay to North County. Dan Hare from Encinitas says he never saw any kind of aircraft. He says there were initially two dots, then up to six. They would blink on and off, and it lasted about an hour. What? But I've never seen anything in my life that lasted that long. You see these little, maybe, uh, flashes of lights through the sky, and you think that you saw one. I feel like that's important. To me, it felt very real. And I was just blown away, and I... I kind of yell at some of my close-by neighbors. I said, get out here. Yeah, there were even rumors. The bright lights in the sky were all in preparation for Imperial Beach's upcoming 4th of July drone show. But the city confirmed Hmm. today the drones for that show won't arrive until Thursday and the operator the next day. So when we get confirmation, we'll, of course, bring you that update. Live from the newsroom, Jenny. So... I hope Simon and Mr. J and some of our military folks saw that. I would love to know what they think. Please let us know. Um, Simon Stifler did add in. Drones work within our laws of physics for sure. We have weapons that would shoot EMPs and they would crash. I totally agree with you, Simon. If if any technology from this earth is following the laws of physics, that's my guess. But CJ and Smitty, what do you think? The They actually did release an official conclusion about what those lights over San Diego were. What do you think? 
What do you think they said? I don't know. I thought they probably said they were players of some sort. But to me, you could look, and it almost, at the very first, it almost looked like there was a shape. You know what I mean? At the yes. where those three lights, it was almost like there was an outline around those shapes that you couldn't actually see, which was very strange. If they're flares. Why did they last that long? Yeah, CJ, exactly. you you've been out in that area a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything, anything like, like that like out there? I, lots of fireworks in that area. I'll say that if you're there, you can see fireworks from. Sea World every night. But fire, I mean, everybody knows what fireworks look like. Those certainly weren't fireworks. Again, flares, you know, go up and come back down. I, for something to just sit stationary like, like that in that pattern, did the pattern hold? Were they like in the same formation the entire time for a whole hour? That's wild. Yeah, do flares do that? So the official conclu uh, conclusion that was released to the press military flares. But interestingly, a lot of people aren't buying it. They said that, that, and they actually contacted some bases and said, no, it, it wasn't us. We weren't doing anything. Yeah, I, I feel like I've never, I can't say that I've ever seen a flare in person, but I don't think that they last very long. Oh, there's Simon. Yeah, they drop after two to five minutes, right? I mean, they wouldn't just sit there in one spot, all right next, perfectly aligned right next to each other. Unless there's new, say, new flare technology that's supposed to stay up just for rescue purposes. But again, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think we do have an official explanation, but are we buying it? I'm not so sure. No, I'm not. Explained. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop it in unexplained as well. Facebook user that might be my brother said the UFO we saw coming back from Northeast must have been a drone. That was a long time ago, so I'm gonna go with UFO. I'm not sure if drones existed <laughs> back then. So, uh, who knows? I appreciate you chiming in there. User Simon Stifler joins us tonight for our 100th special double-sized episode of All Things Unexplained. I can't believe it's been 100. We're turning 100, y'all. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's crazy. And we're celebrating with nothing but Bigfoot and UFOs tonight, including a special exclusive with the U.S. Sun with breaking UFO news. Simon Stifler chimed in again. No, chaff and flares work bright and fast and have a pattern to it. Interesting. So it's definitely unknown, I think. All right, and now it's time for our exclusive. I, I was able, lucky enough to interview Arthur Chris. Let me make sure I've got his name right here. Eberhardt with the U.S. Sun. He joined me this afternoon from an airport on his way back to New York City. This is regarding his breaking UFO news article in the Sun. Check it out. The title is, great title by the way, War of the Worlds, Air Force Regularly fly, Fires at UFOs in War Zones, Service Member Reveals After Military's 11 Near Misses Bombshell, and 
our military folks out there i hope you chime in on this listen to the language in that title it's in the article as well war of the worlds air force regularly fires at ufos in war zones you're going to appreciate this interview here he is chris eberhardt from the u.s sun Christopher, thanks for joining me for a brief chat today. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Great. So you wrote an article recently, June 28, 2022. It was titled War of the Worlds, Air Force Regularly Fires at UFOs in War Zones, Service Member Reveals After Military's 11 Near Misses Bombshell. How did this kind of come about for you, this article? Well, we've been looking into this ever since, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Jeremy Corbell. He was uh, the only civilian named uh, in the congressional hearing. Yes. And uh, he and I have been going back and forth and talking about this, especially after um, uh, Bray testified that they don't fire upon them. They don't make any sort of, uh, they don't reach out to them. And Corbell was just texting me, he goes, that's not true. Uh, so we've been digging and digging. Finally, we got... Um, a service member uh, from the Air Force, uh, active duty, with knowledge of, of these incidents, and he told me outright, yes, the U.S. Air Force has fired at, at called them UAPs, but UFOs. Right. And I'm speaking with Christopher Eberhardt from the U.S. Sun, and we respect that this is sensitive information, and you may have to kind of plead the fifth on some questions, but I did... For our listeners, want to run over some questions with you, and hopefully we can have you back on the show in the near future to uh, go over some of your uh, other work and, and this subject matter. Do you know, as far as you can tell, have we ever shot down a UAP? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, we didn't get into – we didn't talk about that, so I can't answer that for sure. Right. Did they give any inclination about what – type of west weapon systems or, or missiles that we might have deployed on UAPs? No, like, so, uh, and again, I, I apologize for this, but some of the stuff um, either we didn't talk about or the service members can't talk about just very highly restricted service, uh, you know, highly sensitive information. So I apologize for some of the, uh, the notes here. No, that's, that's quite all right. You know, um, as you mentioned that in the recent UFO congressional hearing, they really kind of, it seemed like, tried to lay the blame for a lot of these encounters on drones and drone right. technology. And, of course, they saved a lot for closed session, but even then they insinuated this is drone technology. But recently NASA has announced they're going to start studying UAPs. You know, does that make sense that NASA would begin a study of UFOs no, but it's drones. Not to me. I, you know, it, NASA's not putting, uh, you know, what was it, a hundred thousand dollars, and you know, almost a whole year into this kind of a project. If they didn't see it as something, uh, Congress is not going to uh, have congressional hearings, uh, sign bills uh, that they don't think that this is serious. This is something to be looking into. And just to touch on the drone uh, topic, it, maybe it is a drone. Maybe uh, by a literal definition, it's an unmanned. Who knows? We don't know. But it's just an interesting that they use that word. But meanwhile, actions speak louder than words, I think, in this case, when NASA's involved, when Congress is involved. 
Right. And, you know, I have seen that service members report that there is a lack of ability to, when they report these encounters, to file them appropriately. And they end up having drone, for example, as the only option for them to mark as what their encounter was. Right. There's no classification in terms of, sorry about that. There's no classification. Uh, and then the adults just put it down as a drone or something like that. And so that's another interesting, you know, will there be new classifications? Um, you know, there's, there's a Senate bill that just passed uh, one of the committees that specifically will allow, um, you know, let me read this real quick. Uh, it's it's going to allow increase of transparency and promote efforts to reform declassification process. Um, and it's also going to enhance oversight and collection on reporting on UAP. Uh, so hopefully this will give maybe whistleblowers a chance to come forward without some sort of repercussions or, you know, uh, give them some impunity and some protections and we'll get more information and uh, we'll get more stories. And once you get more stories, you'll start seeing stories that, you know, corroborate each other. Oh, I, absolutely. I think so. And when you were speaking with your sources did you get a sense or did they have the chance to reveal what are reasons that we have fired on UAPs? No, unfortunately, just can't answer that one. I'm sorry. Right. And I understand. And so you probably um, didn't get a sense for if the UAPs had any particular reaction to being fired on. No, I didn't. Um, but one, um, if we could just go back, not in this particular instance, because again, I can't. We, he didn't talk about the case. I couldn't talk about the case anyway. But the one that's been very that was shown during the congressional hearing, the one of 2019 off of California. Yes, you can kind of see how that how that can kind of show some of the capabilities where it seems to vanish into the water. Uh, those kind of capabilities, I think, are interesting, and maybe that's what kind of spooked. Again, these are, this is just my own theories that that spooked some of, you know, uh, either the Air Force or any sort of military branch. And I don't know if any other military branches have had involvement. Um, uh, you know, we've, we've heard anecdotes, we've read stories where other, you know, the Navy might be involved, especially since, you know, in that one particular instance. But um, uh, this particular service member from the Air Force, so that's all I can speak on. Right, and and at All Things Unexplained, we've been wondering for a while now that everything we've been seeing with the congressional hearing and the admission of the Corbell videos, they've they've all involved the Navy, right? And and here we have the Navy right. admitting this thing, these things. My goodness, what might the Air Force have to reveal? Yeah, and I think that's that's the important part is that this is a, somebody that's active duty that from a different branch than we've heard from before. And I think this is how, unfortunately, it's going to be slow. We're going to get drips and drabs of information coming out. And who knows, maybe we get somebody seeing something on a boat or, you know, but I think we're just going to get small pieces until they feel like they can be protected um, in order to speak up. Right. And I want to reiterate, and by the way, this is Dr. Mounts with All Things Unexplained, speaking with Christopher Eberhardt from the U.S. Sun with an exclusive on a UFO story from Air Force uh, personnel. And I want to reiterate something. We had sources tell us, Navy sources tell us, for, the, for those who did not catch it on a previous episode, but we had Navy 
sources tell us, and quite reluctantly, you know, they were they were very timid about even speaking of this. That every time we encountered UAPs, and it was a lot, our electronic systems went completely offline, and it was their job to help get us back online. That we were terrified that we're being hacked. There's nothing we can do about it. That they could assume control of our systems. And there's nothing we could do about it. And he even revealed that there have been fatalities in some of these UAP encounters. And that, and that's, that in itself is fascinating. I mean, you know, we, we can talk about the, uh, the, the famous case in, uh, I think it was in 47, where the, the nuke appears to, that nuclear site appears to go on and off. Um, there's a Harvard professor, um, uh, Avi Loeb, uh, that was theorizing that, you know, can the UAPs or any of this technology impact um, AI systems? So there's a lot of theories right now. And then I think that's leading to a lot of this, uh, this, this search, this, this research now. And the, the more like NASA's involved, Congress is involved, the more um, uh, that you're seeing this legitimized uh, people's what they're seeing, what they're hearing. And I think more people will start coming forward and hopefully we'll get more reporting on this and this could be the destigmatization of this whole uh, phenomenon. Right. Now, you mentioned in your article, War of the Worlds in the U.S. Sun, that Russia has also fired on UAPs. Are you aware of any other countries that we know of besides Russia that, that have had these uh, hostile encounters? Uh, no, uh, speaking with Jeremy Corbell, uh, he and I have been in pretty constant contact over the last, you know, few months. Um, and he's, he's got a lot of documentation. Uh, unfortunately, he can't say where or what, but, um, he, he specifically mentioned Russia. Um, he didn't specifically say other countries, but what was interesting, I think, too, is that Russia and the U.S. fire upon possibly, again, possibly the same UAP. So it's showing that it's not from, it's not us, it's not an enemy craft. We don't know what it is. And apparently multiple countries are perceiving the same thing as a threat. Right. And this is Dr. Mouse. I'm speaking with Christopher Eberhardt from the U.S. Sun. And of course, like you said, the implication from us and other countries firing on UAPs is that, okay, this must not be their technology this must not be russian technology for example if they are firing on it because that does not make any sense of course right and and, and the capability that's showing it's going so the way that how, how fast it can move um the maneuvers that it can do um the fact that it can uh appear to go into the water it can you know tra- uh, traverse air space water without any sort of um, like a sonic boom flash um again this is what it appears like in some of the videos that we've caught and and i think those capabilities are fascinating right and that's one thing i wanted to ask you about chris this seems like a contradiction to me and this was not brought up in the ufo congressional hearing we have military personnel who tell us that these craft are defying the laws of physics now, let's think about that for a second. They're defying the laws of physics. And then we have, you know, uh, brass at the UFO congressional hearing telling us that or insinuating this is drone technology. But based on what 
the talks you've had doesn't define the law of physics automatically rule out drone technology? Uh, maybe in a typical sense of drone, like when you're thinking of a drone, yeah, it can't do this kind of, it can't do these kind of maneuvers. It can't hover in the air um, at 21,000 feet for four plus hours. It, it just can't do it. Um, most of the drones that we know of. So again, what is the military's definition of drone? And I, I, I just think that a lot of, they didn't answer a lot of the questions that were asked or they would say, oh, we'll discuss that, you know, behind closed doors. And I want to know what was, discuss behind closed doors right i feel like they're actually doing an age-old trick they're starting to flood us with this new jargon right um ufo is not ufo anymore it's uap right and maybe uap and uap is next thing you know that is going to be synonymous with drone and um i'm afraid that that's what's slowly starting to happen here too can you tell us and i know this is doubtful but i i need to ask this just to to get it in in out there you mentioned in your article that we have fired on uaps in in war zones can you tell us any any areas specific geographic regions that we have had Um, these hostile encounters i can't say specifically where but i can say that it was an active war zone right thank you so that's that's as far as i can go i'm sorry no, I understand. And and that's another thing, talking about jargon, you know, in the UFO congressional hearing. I, I wondered if you had noticed this type of doublespeak that they were doing. For example, do we have a craft in our possession? If we recovered crashed UFOs and they said, no, we, we here in our department do, do not have any craft. Well, that doesn't mean the army does it, right? <laughs> right. And I, I, I think that point is interesting. And again, this is just me thinking out loud. Uh, I don't know what they do. Uh, I don't think they would ever tell us if they did. But I, you know, what would be interesting is if we did, or if another country did have some of this, can they reverse engineer it and pull some of this technology uh, that we can use on our own craft? You know, can this be almost like a secret arms race? I don't know. I'm just, it's just me thinking out loud that this is, you know, the stuff they can do. And if somebody got a hold of it and can reverse engineer it and we'll use it, we'll fascinating. Yes, we'll absolutely. Um, and do you know, like, I've always been led to believe, based on our own military experts and things that knowledge I've accumulated, that let's say you, Chris Eberhardt, were flying an airplane over restricted airspace, let's say Area 51, and you refused to communicate with the military there. It's always been my understanding that, okay, you can be shot down. Do you know if if our pilots or military personnel on submarines, on aircraft carriers, etc., do they have any protocols that you know of for engaging UAPs? Um, Not that I know of. I don't know that. Yes or no. I I don't know. But, you know, remember, according to uh, the congressional hearing, uh, they they don't communicate with them. Of course they don't, right? Right. (laughs) Same way they don't fire upon them. Exactly. But yet, you know, that's that double speed that could mean anything, right? Like, 
it, it could still right. be true if we have fired on them. Well, that that could still be true based on the way they have phrased what the, their um, statements. So one, it was so interesting to me in your article in the U.S. Sun, uh, an exclusive from Christopher Eberhardt, breaking UFO news that we've been firing on UAPs possibly for quite a while now. That other countries are involved in this, and our military expert and, and us and other guests of the show have been wondering this for quite a while now. Could we have, you know, it, it's not unusual for the military to put tests into place in real-world situations, but to put up a red light, for example, before any sort of hostile situations happen. But let's say anybody gets hurt, for example. Could, could we be seeing such, in your opinion, such a covert operation that even our own branches of the military are completely in the dark to the point they're attempting to engage in that with them? I don't even want to, that's a good question. And, and I really don't want to speculate because I, I, I don't know and I don't have anything to base my speculation off of at this point. Uh, I'm just trying to go off of, you know, very straight facts without trying to make it any more sensational than it is. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to just keep it down the middle, and if I have something that might inform an opinion, I can, but um, not this one. I don't know. Right. I understand. And what, what do you make of NASA getting involved? You know, like you said, you brought up NASA, and they've you mentioned how they have devoted $100,000 of their budget to studying UFOs, although they won't call them UFOs. If you look at their press release, they don't use the the acronym UFO anywhere in the release. They only use UAP, so it appears they've adopted the military or government uh, lingo for UFOs now as UAPs, but $100,000 is actually 0.004% of their total budget, which is around approximately $24 billion. Um, You know, what do you think uh, we are to make of the NASA study? Um, what the, what's going to come out of it at the end of, uh, I forgot how long it is, eight months, nine months, uh, what's going to come out of it? I don't know, but just the fact that NASA is involved, I think at this point, I think it's further legitimizing people's reports, uh, what people are seeing. And it further legitimizes the conversations that we're having in the media that Congress just had, um, that, you know, stuff should be baked into, you know, bills that hit the Senate floor. And I just think it's just further legitimizing everything that we're talking about. Right. And that's been talked about for decades. Oh, absolutely. This is Dr. Mounts with All Things Unexplained. I'm speaking with Chris Eberhardt from the U.S. Sun. Chris, you were telling me about some exciting new stories that you've got breaking here soon. Yeah, uh, the next one will be... Um, sorry about that. I'm in an airport. Oh, no worries. Um, um, so the, the next thing we'll be doing, we have one. Hold on one sec. Sorry about that. Um, oh, that's we'll okay. Be talking, uh, we'll be talking. Uh, we'll have a story likely over the weekend. Um, you know, a nice July Fourth uh, weekend story about some of these capabilities that we were just talking about. The, the, the ability, this transmedium ability, which is big. And um, in this bill that I referenced earlier, um, that just passed one of the Senate committees, um, it specifically now says undersea phenomena, and that's an interesting one. It's one of the first times I've seen it in a congressional bill. 
Uh, it's the first time I've really seen it referenced officially, and I think it gives more credibility to this um, to that 2019 incident off of California, where this object, whatever it is, a drone, an unmanned thing, whatever it was, it appeared in the video to just vanish into the water, no splash, nothing, and uh, it appeared to just defy physics. So that'll be the next story. I talked to Jeremy Forbell, who uh, gives me his uh, insight on that story. So. Uh, hopefully that story, uh, hopefully you like that one too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I know our listeners will want to check that out. And I'm so glad you mentioned the uh, water medium. If if you remember, I want to play a little clip real quick for you about uh, our uh, response at the UFO congressional hearing when asked about UAPs and underwater. And let's see, I think I've got a clip here. This was their response. So some of that I think, sir, will save for closed session. Whoops, yeah, we just... <laughs> right. And and, and kind of piques your curiosity, right? Right, and, and, and that's what's fascinating. But the fact that it's literally, that's it, for word for word, undersea phenomena included in an official congressional bill, uh, it's, I, I, it's, it gives credibility. Again, it's all about credibility, I think, at this point, where we should have been having this conversation decades ago. We're having it now, uh, and I think we're just at the start. And we're going to get more over, you know, the next 10, 20 years. Right. Have you got a place on Twitter people can check you out? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Chris Eberhardt, 48. Um, that's my Twitter page. Um, you know, anybody's got tips, uh, you know, anything that they want to see, anything that should be looked at, you know, um, DM me, uh, tweet at me, uh, follow me, and uh, I'll, I'll hit you back. Great. Well, this is Dr. Mouse. I've been joined by Christopher Eberhardt with the U.S. Sun, uh, talking to us a little bit about UFOs. Please check out his article, War of the Worlds, Air Force Regularly Fires at UFOs in War Zones, Service Member Reveals After Military's 11 Near Misses Bombshell. Came out June 28th, and he's got some big, big news stuff coming out, I believe, this Friday. Right, Chris? Uh, it'd be uh, either Saturday or Sunday, I believe. Okay, coming out this weekend. We're all going to check that out. We appreciate you, our listeners appreciate appreciate you and appreciate what you're doing and, and what you're doing to bring all this to the light. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a, it was a blast, man. Thank you. Uh, great. Safe travels, my friend, and we hope to have you on again very soon, all right? All right. You're the man. Talk yes, sir. You. Thank you. CJ just said, I am the man, so... Hopefully. No, I didn't. That's not on record. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully everybody got that. But that was our U.S. Sun exclusive with Chris Eberhardt and his article about us firing on Uf- UFOs. And that was that. Here's the takeaways here. Um, we're firing on UFOs. Russia's firing on UFOs. And this was key language here. And I felt like he actually said more than he wanted to. But we are firing on ufos in official war zones wouldn't tell me where couldn't reveal that i think that's pretty powerful language in in war zones we're firing on ufos they have direct contradicting testimony from folks you know contradicting what was said at the ufo congressional hearing so pretty powerful stuff Yeah, very. 
I mean, did so he mean he currently? Like this, this week? This week we're firing on UFOs and war zones because there's suddenly so many places that we are that are also the war zones. Right, and I mean, my only thing is it has to be within the last two years. I feel like all this is coming out, you know, over the last couple of years. I just feel like it has to be. It has to be recent. So we appreciate Chris Eberhardt joining us today from an airport um, for a U.S. Sun exclusive uh, breaking UFO information on his article, War of the Worlds. We're firing on UFOs. Russia's firing on them. Again, the other takeaway here, another takeaway here is doesn't make any sense that they are foreign technology if the foreign countries are are firing on them themselves, right? That doesn't make any sense. And he brought it Whoa, up too. Of- this use of the term drone, right? They seem to be moving everybody's mindset into drones. What were you about to say, Smitty? I was just going to say, it's a lot of talking, you know, like they talk themselves around in circles on all of these congressional hearings. It's like they give you an answer, and they give you an answer that's similar to the answer they gave you it's like they're trying to muddy all the water the whole time uh it's like they give one thing and then they say something that they said that was a little bit contradictory to the first statement they made which makes no sense right exactly chris eberhardt u.s sun exclusive All right, how could we have a special 100th double-sized episode without something from Roswell? Uh, okay, <laughs> like, what's coming? Without something from Roswell. So every year this week, Roswell has their big UFO festival celebrating, of course, the infamous 1947 crash. This is the 75th anniversary. And I'd just like to toss out an article for y'all from the History Channel. And it's just the three top theories. Let's kind of get some listener polls and we'll poll each other here on what we think it really was. So theory one about Facebook user said Muddy Waters with a guitar. All right. Not sure what that means. But theory one, (laughs) Roswell. What happened 75, 76 years ago? All right, CJ and Smitty, theory one. It really was a weather balloon. That's theory no, one. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> too much other incidences involved with different things. Theory two, it was a crashed alien spacecraft. Yeah, I want it to be that. I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. Well, you know, originally when it, the story broke, that was our own military's official response. We've recovered yeah. a UFO. Before they flip-flopped to 
to a weather balloon. And by the way, I can't believe either, neither one of you said the strange lights over San Diego were weather balloons because that's <laughs> well, all we yeah. hear. <laughs> George wasn't on. <laughs> no, George. George wasn't on tonight to make that maybe suggestion. Maybe those Chinese tea lamp things. Oh, yeah, the, uh, oh. the, the Chinese lanterns. Yeah, but for them to yeah. stay that close together in one spot would be... Yeah. yeah, I was just kidding. I don't think it was. Those get mentioned a lot. So, Facebook. So the government, or excuse me, the military said originally that it was that they had uncovered a spacecraft. Before oh they yeah. Covered that story up. I don't think I knew that. Oh yeah. Well, that's really what the reason the the Roswell story blew up so much. Smitty, I know you know more about the Roswell incident and how the government originally said it was ufo i'm trying to pull up an image of that story yeah they they originally said it did several of your officers and everything had attested to the fact that that's what it was and i think they kind of shut them down pretty quickly just think about robert oppenheimer but the men in black obviously mm -hmm. look into the light <laughs> blue book blue book there this was headline Roswell the Roswell Daily RAAF that's I believe the Air Force there captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region that was headline news that circled the globe and that was straight from the military yup I see it I Google it says RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region and then, of course, later it comes back and it says they recovered parts of a weather balloon in another, you know, <laughs> kind of like, hey, you spoke too soon. You can't tell everybody that. So we got to put something else on there. Right. So if you want to get people thinking, all right, we're covering something up, then literally say you captured UFO and then come back the next day and say, no, actually, we're wrong. It was a weather balloon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really like what blew up the the Roswell story, right? Like, I think if there never was the story the, the next day that they recovered a flying saucer, Roswell wouldn't even be a thing. Right. I mean, it's just like uh, JFK's assassination. I don't think if Jack Ruby would have shot Oswald, anyone would have ever thought anyone else was involved but Oswald. And when Jack Ruby shot him, that kind of threw a wrench in the whole thing. So that brought up a lot of speculation. Right. So our top two theories, one, weather balloon, two, flying saucer. Of course, originally the, the, the military said it was a flying saucer, which is just mind-blowing. And then they backtracked, said it was a weather balloon. So that's obvious why there's the top two theories. There's one more theory out there. I have to admit it was a little more obscure, but it is the third most prevalent theory. Do either of you know this third theory? That we're all on drugs. Close. <laughs> theory three. What's hallucinogenic that? I said maybe it was a hallucinogenic experiment by the government. Close. Theory three. It was a Russian psyop. Oh. Hmm. That the theory says what is this psyop psychological operation oh uh, okay 
The theory says that Russia, the Soviet Union, actually was somehow responsible for Roswell. Could have been a downed spy plane dispatched just as the Cold War was getting into gear. Unlikely, this article from History Channel says, such an event would probably have sparked an international incident. But uh, apparently there was a book called Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base that suggested that Soviet forces faked an alien crash at Roswell in the hope of triggering national panic like the one that followed the famous Orson Welles radio version of The War of the Worlds in 1938. And if you think about it, The War of the Worlds, yeah, that actually happened not that long before Roswell. Yeah. I mean, that's actually pretty feasible because the Russians did some really strange things. Uh, to try What's to- up with this Russia place? Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you, Dan Brady? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. But... I think Smitty muted himself. We've had a pretty spectacular 100 supersized U.S. Sun yeah. exclusive Bigfoot UFO episode. Yes, it was we awesome. Have. I appreciate you for bringing it all to us and to the people, yeah. Dr. Mount. It's all. Thank y'all. We're getting it out there. We're doing our best. We're turning 100. I can't believe it. The men in black couldn't stop us. We have all been eating cake tonight. We still can. Let's make that happen. I'm going to go <laughs> eat some zebra cake. How about that? Listener Jason Stifler <laughs> says, I got to I gotta bring in our, our listeners here because we, we said we're going to make this happen. Listener Jason Stifler said, I've heard the same thing and our government covered it up so they wouldn't know that we knew. He also said, great oh. show, guys. Thanks, Jason. We appreciate you. Thanks. So, Smitty, you want to take us out? Listen, a hundred, that's big. But thank you so much for listening. Be happy, be strange, and listen to all things unexplained. Hopefully, we'll be here for 500 more. Have more, a good night. More Bigfoot, more UFOs, more everything coming at you. Next hundred, everybody. Next hundred. See y'all. Thank you. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. Additionally, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats, Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.